It's Fox Top 5, the podcast where the hosts always agree to disagree. This week on Fox Top 5, Charles Payne. My favorite group. You know, again, it gets back to the lyrics, the time. And David Asmith. As as sad as it sounds, uh, it is it is an inspirational album. Come together to share their top five favorite albums. Here are this week's hosts, Charles and David. Welcome to Fox Top Five. I'm Charles Payne, host of Making Money with Charles Payne on Fox Business. And today I'm joined by my friend, David Asman. He's the host of Bulls and Bears, also on the Fox Business Network. As you know, every week on this podcast, Fox hosts, reporters, and personalities, we get together and we share our top five of any given topic. It doesn't matter who you are or where you are from or anything like that. But one thing that we do know is that music brings us all together. Now, you may know David and even myself as experts when it comes to the stock market and the business world, but today... Well, we're going to give you some of our best music recommendations with our own personal top five favorites. And I got to just tell you, mine mostly go back to my childhood, David. There's only one when I was a young adult that, that's on my list, and they all had a profound impact on me. Uh, and, and, you know, I carry them with me to this day. So I guess without further ado, let's go from back to the front and start with our number five. Number five. David asked. Number five, I, I, I kind of switch. Number five and number four, I go either way. But number five, I would say, is is Cream. There was a group called Cream. Uh, had some Steve, Steve Winwood was in it, a bunch of other people from Traffic. Uh, it was it was a great group. It had a, a very quick, short life. It was they were only in in business for about two or three years, but they came out with a, a terrific album called Wheels of Fire. And and that was that was really a wonderful uh, wonderful album. Uh, in the White Room was in it, and a bunch of classics, uh, rock and roll classics. That would be my number five. I got to tell you, I, I love Cream as well. Steve Winwood. If I if I recall correctly, I, I think he when he went solo, Higher Love might have been his best, biggest uh, hit. Right? You was know, that one of his? That, absolutely, no question. That was that was a, a great comeback for him. He went went about twenty years without anything, and then came back with Higher Love. Well, that was a heck of a comeback. My number five is the only one, Dave, outside of my childhood. It's it's Chronic by Dr. Dre. Now, you know, it's 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 wow. one of these albums. It's it's it does it will have a uh, you'll see the link with some of the other albums on my okay. list. Okay, it's raw. Obviously, it's raw. And introduced the world to Snoop Dogg, <laughs> Dr. Dre, West Coast rap. But I guess the thing I loved about it, and I still do, is that it, it it's real. Yes, and, and and you know sometimes raw, sometimes raw is real and vice versa. You know, uh, you know it also was revolutionary in many ways, and so it, it's it's just one of those albums that really stuck out to me. Number four. Well, talk about revolutionary. Should I go to a revolutionary number four for me? Absolutely. Jimi Hendrix, Electric Ladyland. Jimi Hendrix was a mind blower. I I, I mean, I was just he he came in with. Uh, with a bang in in the rock and roll scene, nobody had ever seen guitar playing like he had played. He was he was a real master of the guitar, unlike anybody else. He also had a terrific voice, and he came in with Electric Ladyland, and that was that was a real pace setter for for the rock and roll era. Uh, again, Monterey Pop was uh, was probably the the place where he got it all started. Monterey. 
yeah. festival, music festival, and I think it was 1967 is when he came on the scene, actually burned his guitar on stage. But he was a genius at guitar playing and revolutionized uh, rock and roll. Only lived a short time because uh, like many people like Janis Joplin and others just couldn't handle the fame and OD'd uh, yeah. tragically, but uh, he was he was a master. Yeah, no, I mean, it's hard to deny that, you know, um, uh, and, and one of my things on my top, maybe 30, 40 bucket list, I'm gonna go to that um, Experience Museum in his honor up in Seattle, so. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. My, my number four, is the Superfly soundtrack. Most of these songs are by <laughs> Curtis Mayfield. That's great. And, oh my goodness. You know, David, when I think of a song like Little Child, and, and it's a narrative, these are almost every song could be an individual movie. And, you know, of course, you know, I, I spent some time uh, growing up in Harlem and, and the burnt out buildings. And that's what Superfly was, was filmed. And it was filmed in the time that I lived there. So it was part of my childhood. In a way, it's kind of sad that a lot of those songs are still topical to this day, right? You know, right. we got to kind of get over some of that stuff, but it's still, it's still the way it is. Um, so that's, that's, and let me tell you, soundtracks are tough, man, because I almost put Urban Cowboy on there. Uh, the other one with the, uh, with the, the wider shade, shade of Pell and all those hits with oh, the, yeah. uh, you remember, what, what was that? The, uh, golly, I got a mental block. It had all those young breakout movie stars, but there's so many great soundtracks out there. You know, I, I know a lot of writers who insist when they write that they have movie soundtracks in the background. Uh, they make the best writing material. If really? you have that in the background, if you need some white noise, there's nothing better than a movie soundtrack. Wow. The countdown continues after this. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Number three. <laughs> All right, well, let's go to our number three. Yours? Number three. I, 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 now, I have to make an admission here. I don't know the name of this album, so maybe you can help me out if you know the artist, but... There was, there was the best blues uh, guitar singer, everything that, that I ever heard. His name was Muddy Waters. And Muddy Waters had an album that came out in the 70s, which was a collection. They put together all of the great, the really great old blues guitarists and singers and, and musicians. And it was sort of a, a, a potpourri of, of the blues. And I can't for the life of me, remember anybody watching this and they know the name, email me, asmin at foxnews.com with the name because I've since lost that album. But Muddy Waters, it, it was the best collection of blues. And we got to remember that that groups like uh, the, the Rolling Stones and even the Beatles relied on a lot of these blues musicians for the substance of what they did. They took what the blues musicians sometimes just stole it raw uh, but use that as a base for for their classics or what they called their classes, which were actually actually classics of the blues guitars. But Muddy Waters uh, album, which was a collection of blues players, came out in the seventies. It was magnificent. I can't remember the name, the title of the album. Yeah, um, golly, I, I I know exactly what you're saying. I will say though. You know, they are uh, Eric Clapton, uh, you know, the members of the Rolling Stones and all a lot of them, you know, gave these these uh, pioneers so much credit too, though, that they it did. actually helped their careers, it boosted their own music sales and made them 
superstars to brand new audiences as well. So I'm, I'm really glad that happened, you know, that that they were able to do that. I, I lean a little bit to, to closer to B.B. King in, in that space and a guy named Bobby Bland, Bobby Blue Bland. Uh, mm. But uh, I, I love this uh, that space as well. For, for, so I'm with you there. Your number three was? Oh, I'm sorry. What's going on? Uh, Marvin Gaye. Oh. Now, yeah. Classic. Tw- about 20 years ago, Rolling Stone magazine came out with the top 100 albums ever. And at the time, this was their number 10 album. And, you know, you think about this, you know, uh, every especially during periods of war, right? Hey, baby, what you know good? I'm just getting back, but you knew I would. Oh, Where's man. Where will it end? When will people start getting together again? Well, you know, if you lose your day trading job, uh, I'm sorry, I got I got a little carried away. (laughs) (laughs) The song is so powerful. Oh my goodness! And he was singing about the ecology. Oh my goodness! Apparently, Barry Gordy, who owned the Motown at the time, was like, "Are you nuts? Nobody wants to hear about the ecology." I mean, he was talking about this climate change stuff 50 years ahead of his time. So yeah, it's a timeless, it's a timeless uh, album without a doubt. By the way, uh, Marvin Gaye. I think there are two two singers uh, from that era. Uh, of course, one died much earlier than the other. But Marvin Gaye and Otis Redding, my, my own particular oh. favorite of those two, because they had very similar styles in many ways in terms of their soulfulness, which was just powerful. Otis Redding, I have to admit, was my favorite. He died tragically in a plane crash. I, I think it was 1968 uh, Otis Redding died. But uh, I've been loving you so long. I mean, that... I tell you, Otis Redding could take a song and rip your heart out with it, and yeah. and then he could also take a song like "Sitting on the Dock of the Bay," which would was just just make you you float away if you if you had any tension in life. You listen to a song like that, and the tensions just melt right away. So I I I, I get you with Marvin Gaye. I understand, uh, but I got to say, of the two, Otis Redding is my favorite. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. It's neck and neck, and, and it's isn't that the beautiful power of, of music? I don't think absolutely. Anything else- it's Absolutely. Number two. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to go back to rock and roll for number two, if you don't mind. There's and no. we we mentioned the derivatives uh, of the, the the real masters like Muddy Waters and and how a lot of musicians used that as as the basis for their own work. Uh, everybody from Bob Dylan, etc. And I I shouldn't have skipped Bob Dylan. He's another one that I I love very much. But of the classics, I think the Rolling Stones and their Sticky Fingers album was has has got to be one of the great uh, rock and roll albums of all time. Again, that uh, happened. I guess it was early 1970s. Uh, Sticky Fingers with the Rolling Stones. And there, one thing we haven't mentioned is the covers of albums were yeah. so important back then. <laughs> Sticky Fingers was the one where they actually had a zipper in the album that you could pull up and down a zipper a fly from from the pants i don't know which particular member of the band it was probably mick jagger but uh yeah. uh that was the cover that was the album cover and uh that was it was just a classic rock and roll album and they also brought in um, choral work for that album and in beautiful fashion so uh, they had a full orchestra as well uh but sticky fingers by the rolling stones is my number two I've got a book, the top 100 album covers in history. 
Uh, I now I know what to get you for Christmas. No, um, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and, and in that album, by the way, in that album, I think Brown Sugar was my favorite song. Oh, I love again, Brown Sugar. Brown Sugar is great. Up, by the way, that Brown Sugar was done in oh, what's the name of that? Muscle Shoals. There was a great yeah. recording studio down south called Alabama. Muscle Shoals. Uh, it was used by a lot of black artists back then who couldn't get gigs elsewhere. But the Stones actually went down there and did Brown Sugar in Muscle Shoals at that recording studio. Just yep. a little bit of trivia. Thank you. I love I love trivia. You never know what the final Jeopardy might be the day you're on it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> if What's that's, your number If two? that's on there when I'm on the show, Dave, I'm giving you some of my winnings. That's, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, my number two, I, I kind of went back and forth, but I'm going to go to Stevie Wonder and Songs in the Key of Life. I love um, it. You know, Stevie Wonder has had, has had probably the biggest impact on me and it's so weird because I'm not in straight in line with him politically. You know, I, I, I've gone to maybe eight or nine Stevie Wonder concerts. And one I went to was for a political event at the Apollo. And I actually accidentally knocked the, um, Tom Cruise's ex-wife, Kim, whatever her name is, I almost knocked her over. You know, so it was all these lefties, but it was like a almost a four-hour concert. He raised a bunch of money for liberal causes. And uh -huh. I believe in the things that he believes in. I just think uh, I have a different way in my mind of going about and achieving them. But yeah. I, I love Stevie Wonder so much that I named my first child, my daughter, uh, after one of his songs, Sharia Moore. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's uh, that's something I did not realize. Yeah, just a profound impact on my life. Yeah. I just really am so thankful that uh, that we had the gift of his his thoughts, his his kindness, yes. his optimism, and and his uh, and his talent. You know, so it's a beautiful. You know, thing. I used to play. You you don't know this probably, but I used to play the drums, and I I was in a, a several bands, rock and roll bands. Actually, I played with uh, Governor Mike Huckabee once. He had a show here on Fox. Yeah. And I, I played once with him and an old buddy named Jimmy Thackeray, who's a guitar player. He's he's actually a very famous guitar player for for blues. And he was in town. And so Mike Huckabee had me playing drums and Jimmy Thackeray playing the guitar. But the fact is, is that is that he he really Stevie Wonder was so instrumental in me getting interested in music. And, and he was only like. He was called Little Stevie Wonder when right. I first knew of him. I was like 11 years old. He was about 16 and Little Stevie Wonder would play and I would play with my drum set to these Stevie Wonder albums and, and that sort of introduced me to how to play with a band and then wow. I played with the real thing. So, That's amazing. That is a little, really, little really bit of amazing. Trivia. Number. 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 Number one. Five. Number one. <laughs> All right, I guess this is the drum roll. Yes. Uh, is, are, we're there, right? Number one. Yep. All right, my number one is going way back. This is showing actually my father's influence on me. He was a huge Frank Sinatra fan, my father was. Frank Sinatra, of course, did thousands of songs in his life and, and his career spanned, I don't know how many decades it's it spanned, probably about six different decades, six or seven. Uh, but he did an album called Only the Lonely. I don't know if you know that album, but if you are looking for something to listen to at two or three in the morning uh, after your girlfriend has just left you and, and your dog has just peed on your leg and, and, and you, you feel like you haven't got a friend in the world, put Only the Lonely on. It'll make you sadder 
but at the same time, in a way, make you feel better. You know, some, something about songs, if you feel bad, sometimes uh, listening to a sad song can make you actually feel a little better. I don't know, maybe it's because you realize it could be worse. Exactly. Uh, Only the Lonely, by the way, is, is the, the lead cut on the album. And it's it's about this guy. It's the, the song where a guy goes into a bar. It's it's a quarter to three in the morning, and he says, "Set him up, Joe," meaning set set me up with a bunch of different shots because my girlfriend has just left me and I got nowhere to go. It's it's just that that sort of sets the tone for the whole album. But that every song in there is is sadder than the next, the one that preceded it. But as as sad as it sounds, uh, it is. It is an inspirational album, and again, if if you're looking for something to listen to at two in the morning with a uh, glass of bourbon in your hand, uh, only the lonely is where you go. Well, I, I am a gigantic Frank Sinatra fan. I think I have at least ten albums, and my problem is I couldn't figure out which one to pick with someone like that. Uh-huh. you know it's uh, you know the he had the Capital series and <laughs> right you know he had just so many amazing albums. They did some things with other artists, but. I, I think my favorite Frank Sinatra song is Summer Winds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Summer Winds. Absolutely. Wind, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, just, uh, and, and I could do a pretty good Frank Sinatra, but there's a guy who does a Frank Sinatra act, and I hope it's still around, at a at a restaurant bar right across the street from Carnegie Hall. Oh, my have goodness. Have you ever been there? No. No, I never have. Oh, my have. goodness. This wow. He is amazing. He, he does it every Friday night. I hope he's still doing it after wow. the COVID. David Webb took me and my wife. So I think we need to set up a big date after COVID and go there. You know, let let us hope. It's, it's almost hard to remember, Charles, uh, the days when New York was open. I mean, it's yeah. been a year now. And, yeah. and the, the thing that made New York great was the ability. I mean, it was the city that never sleep. It was a it was a place where you could rely on entertainment on every block of the streets of New York. There was there was some bit of entertainment to go to. That's why we lived here. That's why we bared the extra expense of living here, whether it was through taxes or worrying about crime or the other things. And and we just haven't had New York. It hasn't been worth living here over the past yeah. year during the lockdowns. I just can't wait till we get back to where we were so that we can uh, entertain ourselves with that that kind of richness that that it once had, but that's it's a great time to look forward to. I agree a thousand percent, David. I agree a thousand percent. You can never, 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 never go wrong with Frank Sinatra. Well, my my number one is an album called Gratitude. It's by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and uh, you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire is my favorite group. Uh, they they you know again, it gets back to the lyrics, the time. And, you know, you talk about, you know, how something can help you during certain periods. There's certain songs whenever I've been down, close to defeat, that I, my main go-to is Earth, Wind & Fire. And I listen to these songs and they strengthen me. I listen to these songs and uh, I just, I just get better. I, you know, I'm just inspired. I'm enriched. And I I just, you know, for me, they were just the most thoughtful group of my childhood. Uh, and and they meant so much to me. They still do. And so so gratitude by Earth, Wind, and Fire is, is my number one album. That's wonderful. I you know I have to admit that offhand, I can't. I won't ask you to sing sing this uh, <laughs> anymore. But the fact is, 
I, I'm going to go back now and and look at songs in there. We we all need inspirational songs. Yeah. I, I must admit, sometimes I get it uh, through through classical music too, which we haven't included here. But I mean, I think of Beethoven, the choral work in Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, you know, which comes on whenever you want a real spurt of inspiration. Right. That's right. that that kind of gets me gets me going. But uh, but I'm going to have to look into that album. That sounds like a great elixir. It really is. Well, you know, this is a fantastic podcast, uh, David. I really enjoyed it. And uh, New York opens again. We've got some things to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So thank you to everyone for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Let us know your top five. You have been listening to Fox Top 5 on the Fox News Podcast Network. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts.